0: Who's excited about Christmas? I am so excited, so excited. There's a lot of excitement for Haribo um, going on down the front. Brilliant. Dan's going to help you open that. I'm so excited about Christmas. I absolutely love Christmas. Christmas is my favourite time of the year. And I think it comes from my mum. I was up at my mum and dad's uh, yesterday in Liverpool. My mum goes absolutely nuts for Christmas, like, she goes crazy for it, she buys, so a couple of years ago, we counted the Christmas trees that she had in the house, she had 12 Christmas trees, 12, one outside, one indoor, one in the living room, one, on, one in the toilet, one in the on the land, it's just ridiculous, my mum buys a Christmas toilet paper, it's got little Christmas trees on, it's nice, um, I hope it's not made of pine cones, that would be uncomfortable, um, <laughs> She buys Christmas air freshener. Who, who's bought Christmas air freshener? No one. Yeah, I, I, I have as well. I, do you know I, a lot of a lot of my love for Christmas comes from my mum. And you might be thinking, Christmas, John the Baptist. How does it all go together? I'm wondering that myself, to be honest. Um, but Dan read to us from Mark chapter one before, um, and John the Baptist has a very important role in Christmas. He has a very important role in the story of Jesus. You see, John the Baptist was born about six months before Jesus. He was Jesus' cousin. Um, And John the Baptist had a very important role. It says this in Mark 1, verse 2 and verse 3. It says, It is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him, and so John came baptizing in the desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. John the Baptist's job was to prepare the way for Jesus, to prepare the people for the coming of the Messiah. It was his job to set it all up. It was his job to say he's coming, he's coming soon, he's he's on his way. It was, it, it was his job to prepare the way. Now, when we think about preparation, what what does that mean? What are we what are we preparing for? When I think about Christmas, I kind of think Christmas is largely about the preparation. You know, we we have the Advent calendars, our Christmas trees go up early in December, we, we've got all the present wrapping, we've got... We've got all the the present buying, we've got the turkey to prepare, we look up Nigella recipes or Jamie Oliver recipes, or we we prepare the spuds, I always have to do the peeling of the sprouts on Christmas Eve, that's my job on Christmas Eve, glass of mulled wine, peel the sprouts, Christmas film on TV, that's my job on Christmas Eve. It's all about the preparation, because Christmas Day hits us, we open our presents, we have our lunch, and then we fall asleep with our Christmas cracker hat on, and then... It kind of gets to to about eight nine o'clock and we think was that it like does anyone ever have like a sense of like anti-climax at the end of a christmas day when you're like oh all that stress for about six weeks and now like the other day i put the i put the christmas decorations up and i was i kind of felt sad putting them up because i was putting them up thinking in about four weeks i'm gonna have to take these down again And I'm going to be really depressed. And I'm going to be like, oh, last Christmas again. I genuinely felt really sad. And I was like, I should be happy. I'm putting the Christmas decorations up. Christmas is all about preparation. Um, And I think I want to ask you a question this morning. What are you preparing for this Christmas? If I'm honest, when I think about my Christmas this year, what I'm excited about, I'm excited about getting my new golf club. I'm excited about spending time with family. I'm excited about watching some Christmas specials. I'm excited about watching films. I'm excited about chilling out. That's what I'm preparing for this Christmas. John the Baptist's job was to to prepare a way for Jesus. If I'm honest, if I look at my Christmas preparation at the moment, I'm not preparing a way for Jesus, and I want to put that right. I wonder this morning, are you preparing a way for God to speak into your Christmas? Are you preparing a way for Jesus to move in, on, on Christmas Day? However that looks, are you preparing a way to celebrate the greatest event in the history of the world? Because it is, God, the creator of the universe, humbled himself, came to earth, not just as a man, as a baby. I think that's incredible. And yet I'm excited about watching some films about a fat man in a suit. Like I'm, That's Santa Claus, by the way. <laughs> I'm excited. That's what I'm preparing for, but I want to put my preparations right. If you were to look at your uh, your preparation, if you were to look at it in a graph um, and, or in a pie chart, you know, we have to do timesheets um, as part of our jobs, and, and it kind of brings out percentages of time that you spend doing things. So for me, like playing FIFA with young people will be really high. Um, admin, like 0.1%. Um, And if you were to to split your time and your preparation up into Christmas, how much of that percentage would be preparing a way for God to move? Or if you were to look at your bank account, if you were to look at at, at a statement online or a statement from the bank, what would your bank account say about your preparation for Christmas? I know what mine would say. It's a challenging question this morning. The second question I want to ask you is what if God was asking you to be John the Baptist this Christmas. In John 1, verse 29 to 37, it says this. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave his testimony. I saw the... He said, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me. The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they follow Jesus I wonder is God asking you this Christmas to be John the Baptist see John the Baptist's job was to prepare a way and then when Jesus came he said look there he is that's the Messiah there's the son of God there's the lamb of God the one that takes away the sin of the world I wonder could you be a John the Baptist this Christmas could you point out Jesus to people I'm not I don't mean like when you drive past the nativity go there's Jesus (laughs) like could you point out Jesus to people and say actually the reason that we celebrate Christmas is this Could you share your faith? Could you point out the times that God has moved in your life? Um, It says, interestingly, in verse uh, 32, it says, then John gave his testimony. Could you share a story of what God's done in your life this Christmas? I don't know whether you've got family who who don't know God or or, uh, friends or or work colleagues. Could you share something of the story uh, that has changed your life? Could you share a story of what God is doing in your life at the moment? Could you be John the Baptist this Christmas? You know, we've done some incredible things over the past couple of weeks um, with kind of the food bank last Sunday. We, we've, uh, we're raising money for the Amalo Project um, over Christmas. What could you do individually um, to be John the Baptist to people? Could you um, invite a neighbor around for Christmas lunch who might otherwise be on their own? Do you know, my mum? A couple of years ago, we invited our old neighbour to to our house on Christmas Day because she was going to be on her own. And I was like, "Mm, I don't want a weird old lady in our house on Christmas Day. But you know, it was incredible. She was so, so touched and so blessed that we'd invited her into our home on Christmas Day and given her Christmas lunch. Could you do that this Christmas? Is there somebody that you know that's going to be on their own? Could you um, give stuff away? Could you turn to people and say, you know what, I've got enough. Why don't you, uh, instead of giving me a present, why don't you donate to a charity? Or why don't you, you know, there's loads of uh, schemes that you can buy donkeys and stuff um, all over the world for people. Why don't you um, be a John the Baptist this Christmas? Because you know what, Christmas is about sharing. For me, Christmas is about sharing and celebrating the best news that the world has ever seen. Take a look at the screen. My
1: mama told me something when I was growing up that has forever changed my life. She played the piano at our little church at 3rd and Pine Street for 37 years. She tried to teach me to play the piano, (laughs) but I wasn't very good. She would teach me the names of the notes, what a major key is, what a minor key is. She tried to teach me musical theory, but I was just bored. Then one day, she told me that the best news in the world is found by playing a simple scale on the piano. I had no idea what she meant, so she told me to play an eight-note scale, so I did. I said, how is that good news? And she said I played it incorrectly and that I needed to play it the other way. So I did. Again, I said, how is that good news? And she said, I played it the right way, but I needed to add the pauses. The pauses, she said, the pauses. Add them on the first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. Now, I was frustrated and said, how can eight notes with random pauses be the best news in the world? Then I got up, walked away, and went outside. Frankly, I didn't care what she was talking about. I didn't like playing the piano anyway. Well, years later, my mama got sick and passed away. As I was thinking about her, I remembered what she told me about the piano. Not only that, I still remember the notes she told me to pause. The first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. So I sat down at her piano and played the scale with the pauses. And that's when I realized the good news she was talking about.
2: Fantastic. Let's pray as we finish. Lord Jesus, what an what incredible song. Joy to the world. And Lord, that keyboard that we, that we pictured there and the pauses, the pauses. Lord, for us, I pray as we head into Christmas and the hectic nature of it all, Lord, it may just be that you're in the pauses. And Lord, we'll get lots of pauses this Christmas, to think on you, God, to pray to you, to talk to you, to listen to you, to point the way to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, give us pauses, give us meaningful pauses. And Lord Jesus, just as we head out now, Lord God, may we, may we be John the Baptist, so to speak, to this world that so desperately needs to see you needs to hear stories about you, needs to be pointed towards you. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen.